Music Raygun. My name is Paul Champanelli. My name is Kirk Pinchon. This is the show where we pick a musical topic, then we watch a bunch of YouTube clips about that topic. Now, here's the important part. If you go to musicraygun.com slash playlists, you'll find a playlist of those videos so you can see everything we're talking about. We keep this show ad-free and sponsorship-free, and we don't ask for any donations. All we ask of you, the listener, is if you like the show, subscribe and give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Right, Craig? Absolutely. Uh, I'm very excited about this episode. This could be a good one. Uh, sort of a spiritual sequel to a past episode. Yes. It, we did an episode about hip-hop from 1988 to 1989. Yep. And I don't know if you know this, but it's our most popular episode ever. I did not know that we at all. We have a very tiny audience. <laughs> but loyal. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, So I'm not going to say how many yeah. or how few people listen to the episode, but it's our most listened to Oh, episode. that's fantastic. But even if it, it even if it that weren't the case, we'd be doing this oh, episode absolutely, anyway. absolutely. And in fact, I think we're probably both even more excited to do this one. Than yes, that one. yes, because this is hip hop from 1992 to 93. Yep, equally important. My these are my four favorite years of hip hop. Yeah, it's only a four year difference, but, but huge. But the difference in like hip hop, the the giant leap forward it took in yeah. those four years is enormous yeah it's remarkable yeah. it's remarkable so to put things in perspective mm -hmm. 92 93 was me graduating college me my first year living in chicago so for you that would be fifth and sixth grade <laughs> but that's awesome but uh in my town as an elementary school kid yeah everyone listened to rap and r&b oh good like i had no concept of any of like this is the this was not only the biggest era of rap it was huge for alternative rock like yeah, nirvana exactly. was going on yeah. grunge was going on all yeah. that stuff i was barely aware of that at the time mm -hmm. because you weren't cool in my school if you weren't listening to hip hop. Oh, wow. So as a 10 year old, I was much more in tune with the stuff we're going to listen to now. Oh, that's funny. But this stuff makes me nostalgic for that. Age. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. This, this makes me nostalgic for me going, I'm 22. I figured life out. <laughs> I got it. No, I hadn't figured I, shit out. Yeah. I was literally, uh, <laughs> you had no idea, but like some of the songs that I picked, I remember like being at recess oh and talking God. about these songs and like, Kids rapping them and that's yeah such a different perspective. I can't wait. But we're just gonna we're we're not gonna ramp up. We're just gonna kick it off with one of the most like hype song. Like, well, we'll just get to it. It's fucking scenario by a tribe called Oh Quest fucking yeah on Arsenio. Oh, excellent. So the thing about this song is it's a tribe called Quest with leaders of the new school. Yes, leaders of the new school was I know that you know, but for the yes. listeners, if they don't know was a sort of a lesser known uh, trio or were there, I think it was a trio, right? There's yeah. Three of them on this cut. I think there might've been three, I think there was four. I think there was four. Um, but the big name to come out of that group was who? Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes. Yeah. Just blew up. Yeah. And they, they had sort of a hit with, uh, what's it? Case of the PTA. Yeah. That song. Yeah. It was okay. It's not a great song. Yeah. But it's, it's scenario that, Put Buster Rhymes. On oh the yeah, people. yeah. So this is from their '91 album, but I'm going to count it because the single of Scenario wasn't released until '92, so. and this performance is '92. Fair enough. 
Um, and it's Arsenio Hall, most importantly. Yeah, but this is this is the, the song that put Buster Rhymes yeah. on the map. The other thing I'll say about it, look, I love A Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. They're one of my top five, possibly top three favorite hip-hop groups Same ever. Maybe I even agree. just top five, top three favorite groups They're my ever. top five favorite hip-hop, yeah. But I think everyone from Leaders of the New School on Scenario outshines Tip and Fife. Wow. Don't at ya. I, yeah. <laughs> wow. no, I don't even know if that's that hard to take. Like, I love Charlie Brown's verse so I much. do like Charlie Brown. Everyone is good yeah. on it. Like, Buster Rhymes is the breakout. Yeah. But everyone is good. It's great because it's one of those songs, and I'm going to use a 90s term, yeah. everyone just gets buck wild. Yeah. Everyone just is just crazy in the song. And it's a it's, it's so such great. a party song. Yeah, it's yeah. such a good song. It was Andy Up before Andy Up. <laughs> I fucking like love it's just that song. Up. Like as soon as it starts, you People can't. just go, ah. Yeah, you yeah. just have to get up. Uh, I love that you referenced Andy I up. feel like that's why Tip doesn't shine as much on this track as he does on other ones, though. He's a little more low-key. Like, he's so laid back yeah. and cool. Yeah. And, you know, on they're famous as, having, as being in native tongues and yeah. having, like, sampling a lot of jazz and yeah. being really chill. This song is not chill. No. It's a party song. Yeah. So it's not really Tip's bag. Yeah, I can see that. Fife is still, I kind of like, again... Don't at me, but I, I like Fife better than Tip. Wow, you're just general. throwing it today. I do. Wow. Midnight This is on the low end theory. This is the low next end theory. album, Midnight Marauders. That's great. Uh, I like better because I feel like it's Fife's album more. Oh, interesting. I, yeah. Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauders I like more as, as well. Yeah, that that again, that's uh we could talk about it a little bit, because it's from 1993. Yeah. That's the album that got me back into rap when I was in college. Oh, okay. Because I was literally just listening to like internet radio and i heard um uh electric relaxation that's uh it's one of my top songs from yeah. Quest. and i didn't know it from when it was new oh that's right so i i immediately was like what is this yeah and i went straight to the record store on campus and bought uh midnight marauders and just played it for in my car for a year <laughs> Like, I know all the words to most of the songs. So you know everything about Award Tour and... Yeah. Oh, it's, that's uh, award Tour, Electric Relaxation. I'm a big fan of Oh My God, which has... Oh My God's great. Yeah, which yep. has a Buster yep. Rhymes hook on it. Yep. Um, but we're going to listen to them do Scenario on Arsenio. Please. And I know you're not mad that we're watching Arsenio. No, I'm never mad that we're watching Performing Arsenio. Performing Scenario from this CD... Everyone's already hyped up. Oh, look at the long box. Long box. <laughs> for anyone, we talked about what long boxes are yeah. uh, on the last episode. If you heard that and couldn't picture what a long box was, go to musicradio.com slash playlist and just play this video and you'll see the you'll long see. box for the low end. Oh, which I wish I had. Oh, I know. You just I, like would, I would like frame it on a yeah. little skinny frame. Yeah. Oh. Buster Rhymes with that He's wearing where's Waldo? The Dr. Seuss yes. hat with the matching shirt. This was also a great because it was so it was such a hype song as opposed to everything from their first album. Yeah. People's rhymes. Uh, and uh, so you hear this, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is their second one. Because the first the second single, because the first single was Check the Rhyme. 
Yeah, and that's a little. That's and a little bit like uh, we got the jazz. Yeah, this might have been second or third. Yeah, probably. And this was. Those were so much like oh, those are tribe songs. Yeah, this was so much different. It's so fun. No, oh, yeah. And it's also got that we're all rapping together, which you don't get anymore. Yeah, posse cuts. Uh, posse cuts. Yes, I love that. <laughs> that part is so good that yeah. Das Racist built a whole song called Who's That Brown around really? a sample of Charlie Brown. Someone going, Who's that Brown? Yeah, it's so good. Some say Charlie. Yeah. The difference between this and something like Any Up is like when I hit Any Up, I want to get in a fight. Yes. And this, yes. I just want to party. Yeah. You just want to like, just. This is a house party yeah, song. Exactly. Yeah. And if you want to smack someone. Yeah. This is he, he is good at this. Wow, how now? Like a one guy in the audience is it. I don't know what any of the other than Buster Rhymes, I don't know what any of the guys from Leaders did after Leaders broke up. No idea. I love Charlie Brown's yeah. verse on this song. I don't know what maybe I hope they just got into producing or writing for others. Yeah. That would be great. They all look so young too. They are all so young. They are so, so young. Busta's probably like twenty or twenty-one. Yeah, because they were they were teens when they started. That's right. Yeah, they were way young. Like high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. you need to get into it a little more. And his tips. Yeah, he's still mowing. Yeah, doing it live, he's he's a little more aggressive than he is on the track. But even compared to, yeah. it's just that's what his voice is. Yeah, but as opposed to Buster Rhymes, he's the opposite of Q-Tip, which is great because they saved him for last. Not only did they save him for last, but they do this great thing where in the middle of Tip's verse, he introduces Buster Rhymes, who comes in for like a couple bars yeah. and then dips out again. Yeah, and then Tip like they it's like they knew like. The force of this guy yeah. is so huge yep. that we have to let him out just a little bit first before we can take the leash off. And then we're going to blow him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Well, a, our senior was like, our senior acting to bus driver. God damn. Go back to this is the best one of the best verses yeah. ever. He, changed, he does his hat inside out and it's a flower. Look at that hat. Oh, he's, I mean, there's just so, so much frenetic energy. There's no one like it. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I love when they came back uh, for Drive Down like a year and a half ago. Yeah. They all came out for their song. So I'm blanking that out. But they were on sound like great, like plus two games. So now it's like guys in their 40s, but they're still killing it. Yeah. There's a great video on YouTube of them doing Scenario live at some festival in Brooklyn. Where they got they got everybody from Tribal Leaders. Oh, that's great. To, 
Did you ever see the Tribe documentary by Michael Rappaport? No. It's fantastic. I mean, I've been meaning to since it came out. I it's haven't seen it. Really, you're like, oh my God, Michael Rappaport, you know yeah. your shit. It's really good. I, lo- I have really good memories of uh, Buster Rhymes from high school when he started coming out with solo albums. Because my older brother, who I've said yeah. has terrible taste... Uh, and he does, but he was super into Buster Rhymes, and I was on board with that. Yeah, especially the second album that has like "Put Your Hands Where My Eyes Can See" and "Dangerous" on it. Yeah. But it's crazy that Scenario came out, and it was such a big pop for Buster Rhymes, and it was still three years before he put out "The Coming." Oh yeah, we need the "Got You All in Check." Yeah, God's my favorite Buster it's, song. It's really, good. it's really, it's good. really good. Yeah, uh, we're gonna keep watching because I want to watch the interview between oh, Arsenio cool. and Chadwick. I find it particularly interesting because they let uh, Alicia Gibb Muhammad take the lead on the interview. Oh, interesting. The DJ who you don't yes. hear from. Him. <laughs> oh, congratulations to you guys. I mean, everything's happening for you. You're turning this place out, first of all. And uh, Boomerang soundtrack. Hit movie soundtrack. Oh, yeah. What, Hot, what, 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 what uh, track is on Boomerang Hot soundtrack? Sex. Is that on any of the albums? Uh, they, put it on, they put it on one of their other albums, their fourth album. Third album? No, it's on the third album. They made it for the Boomerang soundtrack. It's not on, the, it's not on Midnight Marauders. Then it must be on. They might have put fourth it on album? the fourth album. Okay. They just threw it back but on. But they now. recorded it for a Boomerang. Yeah, original. Hot Sex okay. on Players is a good song. Maybe if it's I heard, I recognize it, but I don't, yeah. I don't connect to the name of it. Yeah, it's like Hot Sex on the Players. Please keep chatting. Yeah, yeah, Oh, I can talk about the Boomerang soundtrack. <laughs> experience it seems like people just appreciate music a little bit more because they they get into your stuff it's like, like they, they dissecting <laughs> the black youth yeah, they, over there because it's real american culture. culture you know they want to understand uh, it so much it just hit me whatever, again five times you know they yeah. freak out and just hit me oh. i don't usually get super bummed when celebrities yeah. die but that one yeah i was real sad yeah, it was cool he was so cool yeah um, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we got problems in this country, riots here, economy problems everywhere, drugs, education. What would you like to say to the youth? Yeah, this of- would have been if, – if Low End came out at the end of 91 and this came out as a single in, 90, around, the, in yeah. around the spring of 92, it would have been right when yeah, the riots were Right when the riots That happened. was in like May, right? Yeah, that was like late May, April, early May. Yeah. 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 Of America, because well, they need to hear positive crazy. things. As far as those who have turned 18 years old, we suggest Tribe Call Quest suggests that you go out there and register, register yourself to vote. vote. Right. That's for real. Right. This, 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 <laughs> we need that. He is great. He did this. Do um, you know Lucy Pearl? No. Lucy Pearl was this. They only did one album. It was a, a super group. Mm-hmm. And it was, I cannot pronounce his name. Um, Alicia Gid Muhammad. Thank you. Yeah. He, Raphael Sadiq, and uh, Dawn from In Vogue mm-hmm. put a supergroup together called Lucy Pearl. Okay. And they had a great army. I think it was in 2000. And they never, I think they might have done one more album, but then they, Dawn left and they got another singer. Yeah. But originally it was going to be uh, DJ Raphael Sadiq and, um, um, God damn it, uh, D'Angelo. Oh. And that was going to be the supergroup. Okay. Yeah. And I'll take Dawn from En Vogue every yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it's a good album. Because she's the hot one in En Vogue. <laughs> you know who else is the hot one in En Vogue? Everyone. <laughs> every single person <laughs> who's ever been in En Vogue. That's right. There's even, I think it's an Oh My God, where Fife Raps I used to have a crush on Dawn from En Vogue. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Honey Dip would want to get him. <laughs> but do. just in case I know I got more condoms than TLC. You do know your tribe. Yeah. Hey guys, 
and that's that's your voice, you know. Um, as far as those under eighteen, stay in school and studying, study for real. It's a big real. game. Big, you have to learn. Yeah. Um. Yep. How did you all come up with the title of the album? Where did that come from? Low Ink Theory. We got it from the eight oh eights. That's synonymous with hip hop. You know what I'm saying? The bottom, the bottom, the boom, the low end. Plus, it has a double meaning. It's talking about how the black male in America is put on the low end of the totem pole in society, and they always pin us with, you know, drug sellers, criminals, and guns. And we're trying to flip the script and say that, you know, here we are, three black youths, black young men. They fight because they may as well be brothers. Yeah, they, they knew each other since before long. they were talking. Yeah, so yeah, that's you're gonna fucking fight. Yeah, when you become business partners, essentially, yeah, and, and, and artistic partners yeah. with your best friends since you yeah. were a baby, and are in each other's lives every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 Yeah, yep. but this is one of those cool 
This is one of those cool ones. Laid back. Um, it's laid back, yet we'll get into it as we watch because, uh, you know, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover are hosting the show. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Ed Lover, what the fuck are you doing? He's doing the Ed Lover dance. Doing the Ed Lover dance. To every song, to no a, matter how it sounds. To a song, and you're like... It's so funny. He's just in the background acting crazy. I love the Ed Lover dance. I do love that. It's funny every time. It's just odd for me to hear it for this song. Because the song... Oh, here we I love that hook. So Pete Rock was the DJ, Seal Smooth was the rapper, and as you can tell by his name, he's got a real smooth voice. I love his voice. Oh, uh, Pete Rock was a DJ. Uh, he was related actually to Heavy D. I think it's Heavy D's cousin. Oh, okay. So the big thing about this is this song, and I mentioned this in the uh, 8889 episode where I played Heavy D. Troy was um, the, his dancer that died. Oh, this song is dedicated to him. His name was Troy. Oh, all right. Yeah, and so they reminisce over you. Acronym, oh, an actually good acronym yeah. for Troy, who uh, I'll repeat, he was on tour and they were like in a mall or something fucking around and they rolled a garbage can down a ramp and he, to avoid it, he jumped on the rail, fell down, yeah. fell a couple flights and died in a mall, not like a mall or airport. So yeah, that was Troy, so they were real tight, so they dedicated this song to him. Right, I never knew that story. So yeah. <clears throat> and then they and then they uh, cut to I forgot they cut to the creator. Yeah. The creator's their other hit. You'll recognize this because this was in a, was in a Nike commercial like a year ago. Oh really? Yeah. I don't see that many commercials because I don't have cable. I just see what's on streaming. And you know they show the same three commercials at every commercial break. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> Doctor Dr. By the way, just in case anyone's confused, if they're not familiar with Yo MTV Raps. The Dr. Dre from UMTV <laughs> Raps right. is not the Dr. Dre you're thinking of. Yes, yes. It's not that guy. It's a different <laughs> hip-hop figure named Dr. Dre. Yes. Uh, who was like a goofy... The hosts of UMTV Raps were like half rappers, half comedians. Yes. I mean, they made a comedy movie. Yeah. Dr. Dre... Who's the man? Who's the good movie? Who's the man, yeah. Uh, Dr. Dre... You can keep playing uh, Dr. Dre was a DJ. Yeah. Not any, uh, not really a well-known DJ. He's just a random DJ. Ed Lover, I thought, was just kind of like a funny man. I don't ever remember him really rapping. He's sort of like a hype man, but he's not yeah. hyping anybody. Yes, yeah. he never really rapped. I don't ever remember. makes this good for hosting. Yeah, he's a great host. Yeah. So this was the, the weekday show, the half-hour weekday show. Yeah. And then they used to have on the weekends at an hour on Fat Five Friday. That was right, really right. Yeah. I thought he was the original host. He was. And then it changed, like, sort of uh, House of Style. It, yeah. From Cindy Crawford to Days of Fuentes type of thing. It was a little bit. They, Fat Bob was first, and then it was so popular. Like, we can do this at a half-hour show. Yeah. But let's gear it a little more towards kids coming home from school. But they didn't bounce Fat Five Freddy. They no. just had the show on more days. Yes. Yeah. 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 And then I think eventually Fat Five Freddy phased down a little bit. They, they the this is the even though I never watched the show much 
Zack Bennett at all. The Dr. Dre I Love Her version is what I think of. Yeah, I can see that. Just like yeah. I, just because, again, because it's how old I am. I think, when I think of House of Style, I think of Desi Fuentes first. That's so weird. <laughs> is well, always shall be. I wasn't tuned in to MTV when she was hosting it. Yeah. Oh my God, that's right. You just watched House of Style having no interest in fashion, but you're like, I'm just going to watch it. Daisy Fuentes. She's great, too. She's great. Well, also, as a 10-year-old, I thought that Dan Cortez hosting MTV Sports was like the coolest guy in the world. Were you like, Dan is so fucking funny. Yeah. He's wicked funny. Oh, man, he's great. He do, you have, huge. do you have any personal, like, memories tied to this? Like, to this video? To this? No. Um, just mo- mostly to the song. The Creator was a big song, but I remember... Uh, Troy is the, is the song I remember the most. Um, I still have it. I still listen to it to this day. I don't listen to the creator as much, but Troy I really like. Um, Troy I'm more Yeah. The, 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 kind of counterintuitively, like, like I said, when I was when I was young, we all listened to hip hop, mm. but that sort of mellower native tongues type of stuff wasn't really on my radar. Oh, okay. It was the more harder edge stuff. Yeah. And we'll get into that later yeah. with one or two of my picks. Yeah. Uh, but the next one is also yours. And this is obviously what is it? Where such a huge hit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is Beastie Boys, so what you want. Right. And it, that's because <clears throat> Beastie Boys crossed over. Like, yeah. Even alternative kids like Beastie Boys. Yeah. And rappers... Love BC Boys. I I picked uh, this song because this was the first song where I go, oh, the Beastie Boys don't suck. Because I did really? not like You didn't B- like that? No. Not even after Paul's Boutique? Paul's Boutique was okay. License yeah. Ill, I thought, was dog shit. I mean, I was like, listen to like... It's almost like a parody. Like, yeah, but is it... <laughs> it's not really. We can say it's a parody now because yeah. of how they've matured. Right. But for me, I, I listened to like... First of all, uh, "Fight for Your Right to Party" is just a dumb song. Yeah, but I fucking but, uh, hated Paul that Revere. Song. I like Paul Revere's okay. Yeah, um, it's got that weird like backwards bu- loop bu- beat. Bu- yeah, bu- it's bu- so weird. But I remember listen, listening to a fair amount of "License to Ill," like yeah. "No Sleep to Brooklyn." I was like, "Oh fuck that song!" Yeah. I didn't like it. So I was like, "Oh, these guys are clowns." It's not the hip hop. They like. were clowns. So then Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique when it first came out, I was like, "Oh okay." I listened to it, and Hey Ladies was the big song that came out. Well, it also flopped, so it's not yeah. like you were hearing it a lot on the radio. It's it's posture me when people go, you really need to re-listen to it. Yeah. That I've since appreciated it. But So What You Want came from Check Your Head, which is yeah. the third album. That's the album they also start playing instruments. Yeah, it's sort of... Because they started out as a hardcore punk band. Yeah, with a different name or no? No, I think they were called Beastie Boys. Boys. Beastie Boys, okay. And they like released a rap, rap record as a goof. Yeah. And then it sort of took off. Which is why I don't think you're like the first album kind of is a parody. I don't know how much their I'm personas sure. were parodies. Like I don't think they were really those douchebags that they were playing. No, and, you know. I think it's a fine line. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much of a wink wink there was to it. Yeah, but they, but they did start as a hardcore band. So like, yeah, well, Ad Rock's the drummer. Yes, MCA is the bass player. Yes, and Mike D is the guitar yes. player. Yeah, uh, and they brought that back with this album, and, and it which does. Is, it's a great album. Yeah, and because of the time, like it definitely does have like a bit of that grunge. Yes, like the style that they're wearing is. Sort oh of, my god! This this look uh, like if you went to fucking Echo or uh, Highland Park right now, yeah, you would see that yeah. fucking look. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. 
Yeah, uh, let's just play it. Yeah, I love this song. And this so yeah, in this video when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, the Beastie Boys are good. Yeah, it's the video looks like an alternative rock. The video is so nineties. Yeah. With that, I don't even know what you would say that that effect. Yeah. I don't, I don't even know. know what that effect is. High uh, contrast distortion. Yes. High, and it's a and the and the it's a little slowed down. Yeah. So they're yeah. Uh, and they're wearing just I mean they're wearing beanies, t-shirts, and it's flannel. He's wearing a mixed, Oh yeah, like this. The, the, oh, it's the knit hat with yeah. the flannel shirt. Yeah, it is yeah. so nineties. But yet if it you, is also so specifically like check your head. Yes, yes, exactly. But like if you saw these guys right now at a juice a press yeah. store, you'd be like, oh yeah, hi guys. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's a classic look. Oh, it's a classic look. Yeah. It never dies. Um, well, the well MCA looks a little goofy with the with the oversized. Yeah, it's belt and buttoned up to the top. Yeah. But uh, Ad Rock just wearing a ringer tee. Yeah. Nick's logo. Yeah. On it. That that works well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I love this album. This, so, yeah, after this album, I was like, I'm on board. I saw him in concert. Yeah. Uh, the three, no, Check Your Head, uh, yeah. Ill Communication, and then I love Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty. Hello Nasty, Hello Nasty came out when I was in high school, and I was like, Intergalactic is still maybe my favorite species. Oh, my God. That's so I great. love Intergalactic. Intergalactic's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is the one, like, you listen to it, you just do get that smear on your yeah, face like, when you pop your head. Yeah, 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 I love that. And then when Sabotage came out, I'm like, holy fuck. I mean, that's just a straight-up rock and roll. It's just a great... And, but you're like, what did they do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I like this, because it's hip-hop. It's definitely hip-hop, but it's that harder edge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and it, yeah, I, like, this really turned me. I was like, oh, fuck, they're good. And that guitar lick is so yeah. gnarly. It's really good. And I think they directed this video, but this is, I think, the first video where they uh, credit to Nathaniel Cornblower. Cornblower, yeah. Yeah, which is them. Or it may be MCA. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I love that. And then they had a time, they had this good DJ, DJ Hurricane, yeah. who had a great album, too, Dallas. It was really good. I when I saw them on tour. DJ Hurricane opened for them. I've never seen them. I oh, it's I great! Have. I saw them during uh, Ill Communication. Yeah, in Chicago, and it was just fucking great. They were on Fallon, either the Tonight Show or it might have been Late Night. When Jimmy Fallon was hosting that. Yeah. Uh, to celebrate what I think must have been the 20th anniversary. Of Check Your Head? Yeah. Because oh, wow. it was not long before MCA died. Oh, okay. Because it came out in 92, and he, yeah. and he died in 2012. Oh, I think yeah. it was for the anniversary. Right? Oh, wow. Or at least in the lead-up to the anniversary. Because they did Check Your Head on the Tonight Show. Oh, that's cool. And it, it was awesome. Yeah. It was one of my favorite live TV music performances. Yeah. That's awesome. I would love to see that. This is, I mean, this is great too because, like, at the time in Chicago, everyone was listening to this. Guys I knew who were into grunge were listening to this. Guys who were into yes, hip hop. Exactly. Everyone loved this. It was universally accepted as awesome. I mean, but the chorus is just just the biggest hook oh, in the world. It's so like, good. I'm just thinking it's that. It's one of those like, things that'll get stuck in my head randomly, even if I haven't heard the yeah. song recently, and yeah. I don't mind it. And yeah, you'll just be like, and even like to answer a question, you use that hook. Yeah. And, some of that, and in your head, you would do it to them because that would make you insane. But yeah. 
my friend Dan described Beastie Boys perfectly to me once. Shout out to Dan Gosley, who doesn't listen to the show because he said he doesn't listen to podcasts at all, but whatever. She's mine, him. He's my boy. Okay. Um, he likes all my tweets. Uh, he said, Beastie Boys aren't good driving music. They're good. You've just gotten to where you're going and you're pulling in and you want to look cool. <laughs> music. Yes. Right? Whoa. Like you pull in slow to your destination and you're wow. blasting so what you want. Yep. He's like, that's what Beastie Boys Dan is. just fucking nailed that. <laughs> I can't even get mad at him for not listening. Holy yeah. shit. It's not driving music. Is you're just getting yep. their music. Yep. Oh, that's And then everybody me. looks. Yeah, everyone's like, who's that guy? And you're like, yeah. Playing that song. fucking me. Quarter century. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, next one is also yours, but I would have picked it if you'd had it first. Oh, good. This is the reason. This to me, this, this song, is... I probably would have gone with the studio cup, but you picked a TV performance. I picked the TV I've, I've performance. I've never seen before. Because also we've never had – this is from In Living Color. Yeah. We've never had Living Color on the show and I was like, oh, we need to have it on. So if anyone watching recognizes the set from the Bruno Mars Cardi B video. One of the most important videos in the history of videos. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. Right. Uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is from uh, – this is – in, in Living Color, particularly a little later on when they got really successful, at the end yeah. of the show they'd bring a couple of rap backs out and they would perform mm-hmm. to like the credits. Yeah, uh, they didn't do that in like the first season because they weren't big enough. But as they got big, so this is Diggable Planets, yeah. which is very much in the uh, jazz, jazz native tongues, but they're not part of it. They're their own, right? They're their own thing, right? Um, spiritually, yes, but spiritually, isn't? I think Q-Tip is in the is Q-Tip in the video for this song for Rebirth of Sick? No, I don't think so. Okay, no. might just be a lookalike. Thing. Yeah, um, this is Rebirth of Sick. This is their big hit. Um, and when I say in the video, I don't mean he performs. I mean, in in the music video, it means they're in a jazz. Club. They're in a jazz club, and I yeah. think when they like pan over the crowd, oh, really? I might he's have missed like that in the crowd. Oh, that's great if he is. That's but I might have made that. Is. Anyway, um, tell us about Digable Planet. Digable Planet. So yeah, they are uh, a trio: two guys and a girl. Uh, but their names are the fucking greatest. Yeah, I can. There's name them. there's Doodlebug. Right. There's Butterfly, and there's Ladybug. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't know their real names to this day. It sounds like we're going to hear a rap group for kids. Yes. Like a children's yes. show. With like the yes. hip hoppers. Yes. <laughs> but they lean into these these handles big time. And, yeah. Because and, uh, they're peaceful. Man. They're peaceful. And they're just jazzy. Yeah. And this was... Uh, I think this was 93. Yeah. This um, is 92. 92. Because I put them in chronological oh, you know order. This That's time. right. It was not, This was 92... But I literally just moved to Chicago. Yeah. And uh, let's play because. Or actually, it might be early night. I put them in alphabetical, I mean, in chronological order, but this might, we might be all, all way, already it was my, 92. It was my first year in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, I bought this just based on that single, played the we, fuck out of it. I don't, well, I don't think we've even, uh, well, we said the name of the song because technically it's called Rebirth of Slate, but the parenthetical title. Which we love is Cool Like, cool like that, that, which, which is People the know this song. It's yeah. like, it was a huge hit. Sort of a one-hit wonder, but they always had a cult They had cult a second hit uh, with uh, New Yorkers Red Hot, which yeah. is my favorite Is that on the Blowout album? No, it's on, their, it's on their first album. Oh, it's, I had their first album, but I don't remember It's that, on there. That uh, New York is Red Hot. Sundays okay. to Relax. It's called Sundays, parenthetical. New York is Red Hot. Is it like a sample of the old Rockabilly song, Red Hot? No. No? No. We'll play that. I'll play okay. for it. Right. The way like, you sang it sounds like, my girl is Red Hot. Oh, maybe it is. No. 
No. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Uh, um, I, I bought this album. I, I mean, I was a huge fan of this song yeah. when it came out when I was a kid. But uh, for me, it was just a radio hit. I didn't mm-hmm. buy the album. I didn't know the, their other stuff. And then I don't even know what inspired me to buy it. Probably shortly after I bought Midnight, Midnight Marauders, yeah. I was like, what other rap should I buy? Well, when I was 10, I fucking loved Cool Like That. So I'll buy uh, Reachin' by Diggable Planets. And, and I listened to the shit out of that in college, too. Oh, uh, I, I, full disclosure, have gotten high so many times when <laughs> I was 23 to Reachin'. Me, too. I mean, just it's the perfect yep. music to just get high to. In, in, in a dorm room. I wasn't 23. I was more like 19 or 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and getting high at the dorms at the University of Rhode Island. And uh, I, awesome. I, I, I like had a friend in another dorm who I was like, I remember I had bought the album I was listening to all the time. Yeah. I was flipping through his. Remember those giant books? Yeah. That, like, yeah. Your CDs? <laughs> yes. Those yeah. albums yeah. that yeah. you would, had sleeves. And I saw he had a copy and I was like, put this on. Put this on yeah. right now. Yeah. It's just, uh, Yo, what's up? We are proud of They perform a lot. They perform a little this. harder than the, yeah. Yeah. Than the studio drill. Please welcome Pendulum Recording Artist Diggable Plan. Because they've got an audience, so yeah. it's just a little. It's just a little more. That baseline of the is great. Yeah. 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 So the lead guy is. Doodlebug. That's Doodlebug. Yeah. Ladybug. Ladybug is the one, and then Butterfly. She's wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And this little intro isn't in the studio version. No. Yeah, so then it starts. Uh, such a good song. I, uh, going through this, I saw they still perform. They performed in 2016. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, they broke up for a while. A long they got while, back yeah. together recently. And it's just, it's great because I'm like, oh, yeah, there you go. It's middle-aged people just doing what they do. I'm surprised that Butterfly wasn't a bigger star. I can see that. He's really good looking and yeah. he's such, he's really good. Yeah. And like, this song was a huge hit. His verse really stands out. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess it's just like a Ralph Presvan. Yeah. Like, I also, like, I'm surprised, like, there wasn't a song by uh, Ladybug. Yeah, it was the perfect time for another female rapper to have it. But I would have—I remember listening to Reaching, even when I wasn't high. Going, these guys are going to be around forever. Oh, yeah. Going to be huge. What? And then Blowout Cone came out, which is a great album. A lot of Diggable Planet fans consider it better than. Yeah, a lot do, and I wouldn't disagree with them. I like them equally. I could not decide. Yeah. And I still listen to Blow Up Home today, and I go, why is this? What, what, this is yeah, a great album. Why is this not huge? It, it was a sophomore slump, not in quality, no. but in success. I think, I think like, it, it just, it just passed it by. They were just sort of one hit. Like, you can't explain one hit wonder. No, no, you can't. Um, it's, we've talked about this before. It's kind of that thing where it was like their first single was almost too big a hit. Yeah. To where like, was, people didn't want to hear other, anything else because yeah. it was too big of a hit. It's. This is so perfect. Yeah. It's hard to go, okay, we're going to rise up uh, to the next level. I mean, this this is one of those songs that I remember the feeling of just like turning on the radio and hoping it would come on. <laughs> yeah. And then when it came on, like just being excited to, yeah. to get to hear it. Yeah. I could see that. Like, it was the song that you wait to hear. Yep. Yep. And it's so, and it's another one of those, everyone loves the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves the song. How could you not? Yeah. But yeah, I get, this is out of, 
all the songs I chose, this is the one that I get most nostalgic for. Yeah, and not not to be punny about the title of it, but like it really is one of the coolest songs. Oh no, it ever is. Made. I mean, we can say that. Yeah, it's, it really is cool. Yeah, yeah. The whole album is just fucking cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's another song that I want to have on in the car when I'm driving real slow. Yep. Yeah. 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 So people go, who's that cool guy listening to that? Not cool even that, music? but just because like it's just so laid back. I so laid like back. it's not highway driving. It's like. City driving or neighborhood driving. Where you neighborhood driving. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, hey, let's have a lesson in hip hop from KRS-One. That sounds delightful. Because who who else in hip hop would you rather learn anything <laughs> from? Maybe Questlove. Because yeah. I think he's more of an encyclopedia and yes. he can talk about all kinds of music. Yes. But the number one person I want to hear talk about hip hop all the time, every day, is KRS-One. I'm done with that. So this is an, a piece of an interview with him from 1993 off the back of he's releasing uh, Return of the Boom Bap, oh, which has Sound yeah. of the Police on it. Sound of the Police. Which I almost yeah. put on here because i that's another song I loved so much song. and loved when I was a kid. Yep. Um, but I'd rather watch him explain the difference between rap and hip-hop. And I literally just had this conversation with my dad earlier today. About rap and hip hop? Yeah. Well, no, because I was on the phone with him and I mentioned that we were recording yeah. tonight and he was like, what's the topic? And I said, uh, hip hop. And he said, well, at least it's not rap. And I was like, no, it's, just, it's kind of the same thing. He's like, no, no, they're not. And I'm like, well, and, and <laughs> I was like, well, I'm not, you to my friend KRS one. I'm not going to explain it. Mm -hmm. It's not my place because, uh, I'm a white guy from Rhode Island and, and my opinion about what is or isn't hip hop means. No, I, all yeah, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to give any explanation. I'm just going to sit and enjoy. Let's have KRS yeah, one. Explain. He knows better. KRS one on the differences between rap and hip hop from 1993. <laughs> Return of the Boom Bap signifies return yeah. of hip-hop. Hip-hop is lost. It's gone. It's not at the forefront of America. Okay. Karis One, it's 1993 at this point. He's been around since the mid to late 80s. Yeah, like 86, I think. Yes. I, I just love that. You know, everybody's always saying rock and roll is dead or yeah. hip hop is dead or whatever. It's 1993. It's what we now recognize to be like <laughs> the peak. Yeah. The golden age. It's one of, of the golden hop. ages of hip hop. And no shade of care is one because he is a credible authority on yeah. hip hop. But at the time he's going, no, nah, hip hop's dead. It's dead. It's not what he used to be. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not pure. But he'll explain what he means and... He's not quite wrong. He does have an intelligent way of backing yeah, up. Yeah, of course. He's he just cares. Well, it's a forefront of international culture because they're afraid of it. Uh, what Right now, what everyone wants is rap. Rap and hip-hop are two different things. Rap is, you know, my video, uh, my... Am I on the cover of this month's magazine? Am I at the top of the charts? Marketing, promotion, image. That's rap. Hip-hop is politics. Street, on the street politics. Uh, on the street politics. Um, uh, a way of life, a way of thinking. Uh, Hip-hop Rap music is an expression of hip-hop. Graffiti is an expression of hip-hop. Uh, Breakdancing is an expression of hip-hop. Uh, but none of these are hip-hop. Hip-hop is a culture. 
I'm nodding because I saw the get down on uh, Netflix in the green. Uh, that's exactly what they said. Realize that I will focus. So we're doing any old kind of thing. We've forgotten the focus of hip hop. The focus of hip hop is to control your emotions by dance. If you had a beef with somebody, you would do a b-boy dance and be dissing them, uh, and, or he, you, or she, you, or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Same thing with graffiti. If you had a beef, you didn't go to the guy and blow his brains out. You went, and most likely he was a graffiti artist, or he was a part of some crew, and you put up your piece, and it was large, and this guy's a toy, and that guy, and it made the ghetto move with culture. It made us move. Rap was who could get with who over what, and da 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 And this is how straight-up beefs were settled. Because people got I never rap. thought of it that way. Like, I was aware of the concept that the three pillars of hip hop are graffiti art, break dance, and, and four. Because then technically it's four. DJing DJ. being said, well, I think of like the music, yeah, okay. rapping and yeah. DJing. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, all of those things were done competitively. Yeah. Yeah. All at the same time. Like yeah. In one specific era. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure it was all about like, yeah. You know, it's the easiest one to be I'm the best and everyone else is a sucker. Yeah. But I, I mean, objectively, I knew like, yeah, tagging over someone else's yeah. piece is a thing. But I never thought of it as like, yeah, it's all about healthy competition. Yeah. In a volatile living situation where there's so much opportunity for things to go violently that you need out other nonviolent outlets. Yeah. Yeah. Artistic nonviolent outlets. It's also interesting for me to hear because like just knowing from like reading books and stuff that back in the day the dj was the star oh yeah the dj was the, Rap, the rappers guy. were incidental like yeah there's just like you need a guy to just keep the party he was just the party guy just like keep the party yeah party. like rap all rappers were essentially hype men yeah exactly at, at the beginning they weren't artists by any means it was the dj who was really the star and yeah. the artist and and when he brings up to him like oh yeah like i wish i wish i knew and wish there was more uh prevalent about graffiti because that's the one that always seems to fall by the wayside. It's just a little bit when you talk about hip hop. Well, because it was so impermanent. Yeah. Like, yeah. because you'd put up a piece and if some other artist didn't spray paint over it, like, yeah. it would get either washed away yeah. or painted over yeah. by the city. Yeah. So. That's true. There, it's not documented. Yeah. Um, just what you see when you drive around. Yeah. They're not hip hop. Rap in the world is just a technique of speaking, but without any foundation, it's uh, it's useless. Uh, it, oh, it's just any kind of form because it has no. Yeah. Oh, that was a BET show. Oh, oh I okay. didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Structure. Boom bap is return of that straight up boom boom bap boom bap boom just that. Ooh, your neck knows when it's here in the boom bap. <laughs> and, uh, I that's think that's awesome. lacking in today's music. I think there's a lot of music out there that represents the boom bap, but I think it's little bits of it. And uh, this is the return of hip hop from the point of view of the Bronx, the originators of it. Word. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to end it. I love Karis One. I yeah. love everything he just said. It is so amusing to me looking back 25 years now that like he's not even 30 yet here, but he's already sort oh, of like yeah. the old guy. He's from the, the elder scene statesman. Going like, 
these these new rappers these days yeah. don't really understand hip hop. He's the elder statesman, right? Right. Yeah. It's, but still, just he's young probably guy. like twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he's probably like twenty five, twenty six. He's just been yeah. around for and so just long. how fast it moves. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, mean? yeah, I mean, he had. I think maybe this is like ninety three. So maybe two or three years later, do you hear his song where he, he samples Rapture, uh, yeah. part of Rapture? Yeah. I'm still number one. Yes, he has the best rap ever. A boast. He was like, I'm not saying I'm number one. Oops, I'm sorry, I lied. I'm number one, two, three, four, and five. <laughs> and I still go, that's the greatest rap boast I've ever heard. Yeah, he's the best. He's great. Uh, so I just wanted a, we just a little at the midpoint, just a little uh, hip hop history. Makes sense. But now it's time for Don't At Me. Okay, this is the part of the show when Craig and I each say a hot take or an unpopular opinion, but we're not interested in hearing anyone else's opinion about it, so don't at us. Don't at us, we don't care. And they don't necessarily have anything to do with our theme for the rest of the episode. Not at all. Uh, I think it's your turn to go I first. I will go first. Okay. Okay, so for me, um, the only good Eric Clapton song is Change the World from Phenomenon. Don't at me. Ooh. Don't at me, Paul. That's the only good song. All those other songs I, can I fuck off. I have so many things to say off the Can't say it. Don't have me. I want to hear your shit. Uh, nope. Nope. That's not Don't what this is for. Swallow this it. the time or the place. Swallow it. Okay. Uh, here's mine. No matter what anyone says, I refuse to believe that Kid Rock is not from Florida. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> And that was don't at me. I can't argue with you. <laughs> I can. I not only am I not allowed. I will not argue no, with why you. Would you. No, no, that is spot fucking on. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and believe that from now on. Anyway. Okay. Uh, I think we each picked just. Well, we've got a couple of music videos. I might have only picked this next one. This was another one when I, I said great. "Cool Like That" was one of those yeah. songs that was sort of a one-hit wonder. Mm-hmm. But I remember the feeling of like waiting for it to come on and get, getting so excited when they play it. Mm-hmm. Here comes another one of those. This the is One Hit Wonder. Great. I remember this song being on the radio so much. Yep. It was so popular. And I feel like now it is completely forgotten. I feel it like if feels I, a little bit. I no, I mean, I don't know what this guy did after this hit. I don't know either. I feel like if I mention his name to someone any younger than me, even a couple of years, they'll have no idea what I'm talking about. And even people our age might have forgotten his name. A little bit. They, they'll know the song, but they'll go like, who did that? They'll, they'll, they might remember the song. Yeah. We're talking about Positive K. Yep. And I'm sure there are some people listening who are like, I don't know. Positive but K. someone right now is going, play the fuck song. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a big one-hit wonder called, what's it called, Kurt? called I Got a Man. I Got a Man. It's such a good song. It's here's the thing. It's sort of a novelty, especially it's a bit because, of a novelty, yeah. because of the gimmick within it, which yeah. I wasn't even aware of the gimmick until within the last five or ten years. Oh, okay. Do you know the gimmick I'm talking about? Not yet, no. Am I blanking on a different gimmick? You will you tell me? Well, we'll, we'll listen. We'll and... play it. It's a song that's a conversation. Yes. Right? Uh I'll just play it. People will recognize it when they hear it. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah. Even, even as a one-hit wonder, I feel like it doesn't even get played on like rewinds. Like I never hear of it. I anymore. hear it on uh, K Day 
which is do they play which is a local uh, okay. LA George radio Ray yeah I know kid yeah. back in the yeah I'm glad they played yeah they played a bit yeah I'm gonna do just that Like this song is. This is just the intro. Love. Oh, girls in the biker shorts. Yeah. Ah, this is a good song. All right, this. This is that's here's the gimmick. Yeah, it's a back and forth. Right. He's doing both parts. Oh, his voice is that? Yes. I did not know that. This is like a chipmunk's effect. This is like a... This is like Liar Liar by the Castaways. Yeah, I was just about to say. So they just altered his voice and... Yes. I did not fucking know that. That is not a woman. That's Positive K doing... The whole song, every verse is... He's a guy trying to holler at a girl yeah. and pick her up. And she's not and having she's it. she's not fucking having it because yeah. she's got a man and he's basically harassing, sexually yeah. harassing Yeah, her. and in the video, it's a girl and... It's a few different yeah. girls, right. No, he, rec- he he's both sides of the conversation and then the woman is a vocal effect on him. I am so glad I know this right now. I yeah. never fucking knew that. That's... This so is it's a, another dimension of how good this is. This is fucking brilliant now. Like, it's it's sort of a novelty gimmick thing, but it's also really fucking I impressive. I had no idea. No, that's genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like a girl. Yeah. Tell her brother is no. I also like how this first girl, she's working out. She got little weights. Yeah. He stopped after her. Stopped her while she's exercising. Oh, that's great. So, and it's also an interesting, interesting dynamic because. The character that Positive K is playing is definitely sexist. Yes. But since he wrote and performs both sides of the of the conversation, is it woke? That's a good... You know I, what I mean? I'm like, gonna... he obviously has some perspective on, like, he's... He is the bad guy in this situation. Yes. And at the end of the song, he doesn't win. No. I think... He doesn't get his way by the end of the song. He's just a street harasser, and I think he he's on the side of the women in this... Yes. I think he's a little woke. Yeah. Yeah. I think he gets his cake and eats it, too. Yeah. He casts yeah. himself as a clown. Yeah. yeah. Now, for me... We would say this as, like, a catchphrase. Oh, yeah. People still say, I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that... To me, that comes from this. I never heard anyone say that before. Yeah, I never heard that, too. I've been trying to hear that, see? But, like, uh, we used to say all the time with stuff that had nothing to do with, like, hey, you gotta go pick that up. What, what's your man got to do with me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it just is a catchphrase for everything. And your man's Pee-wee Herman. That was the greatest. Because <laughs> you keep feeding me soup. The, the referencing truth. Yeah. Are you, call, are you true because you're referencing me soup? Yeah. Uh, This is great. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a novelty hit, but he's also a good rapper. Like, it's good. It's a great song. Yeah, it's, it's not good. hokey no. at all. It's, it's just full of, of its time. It's full of hooks. Yeah. It's just a, it's just, it is a prime example of a one-hit wonder of its time that might not really have translated a couple years later. Yeah. Um, I keep trying to remember what he's sampling here. But it's great. This is my favorite part of it. 
Clever lines in it. It's so funny. The beat is oh, the beat awesome. Great. And the fact that he's actually both sides of, of the conversation in the song. I had no... I mean, it, it makes me love this song yeah. so much more. I just feel like it's not revered as a classic. It should be revered it should more. Be, it should be... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those, unfortunately, just stuck in time. Yeah. I'm not even making arguments that like he should have been a huge star or had no, more hits. Not saying, but this, this song. Yeah. 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 The song needs to have its proper name. Yeah. Uh, that was unfairly sort of semi-forgotten. Uh, positive K. I love I Got a Man by Positive K. I'm not trying to hear that. Yeah. I, I want to know what Positive K is up to. Yeah. We had a little deep I dig hope in. he's doing great. Yeah. And I love that guy. And I just paused <laughs> it. <laughs> we just looking at the camera. He's <laughs> like, I'm in the video. Yeah. All right, uh, let's see what we have next. One of yours, another music video. A song I'm not super familiar with, so set this one up. This is, uh, it wasn't a big hit, and that's kind of why I put it on. This, this, is, is, this is also, I just want to say, in case you've forgotten, the one artist who's on this episode who was also yes. in our 88 and 89. Which, which is another reason why I put it on. Okay. This is Big Daddy Kane, How You Get a Record Deal. Yeah. Which is, it's, I put it on because it's kind of the last hurrah for Big Daddy Kane. Yeah, I would feel like I don't, I was aware of Big Daddy Kane when I was yep. 10 years old at this point, 10 or 11. Yeah. But thought of him as like the old guard. Yeah. You know I mean? he like was I was vaguely bit, aware yes. of him as hip hop from before I started listening. By the time this came around, he had a bunch of albums, uh, a couple of big albums. Not had fallen off, but just, you know, because they he, were so he, big. He hadn't fallen off, but he, he peaked. peaked. Yeah. He peaked. He did some acting. He was in, um, he was in Posse. Okay. You know, Posse, the... Uh, uh, Mario Van Peebles movie, starring Mario Van Peebles, uh, Stephen Baldwin, Big Daddy Kane, Tiny Lister. Tiny, Tiny Lister. Uh, I don't know. I don't. It's remember. a western. I, I've definitely never seen it, but it's a western. It's a western. Is yeah. it a hip hop western? It is uh, literally a hip hop. Okay, western, cool, cool, cool. It's cool. like it's like around the time when like Juice and A Menace Society came out, Posse came out. All right, and it's it's like, like a the gang. symphony, the movie. <laughs> What you know the video for? Uh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so so this was '93, and um, it's not like a last guess because I'm sure he did. I think he did another album or two. Yeah. But this was like his last big album, and it wasn't huge. Um, and he I still was, exists. He still as exists. a living legend. He's a living hip-hop, legend now. But as yeah, yeah, as as a, as a guy who's turned on hits, he never had a hit. And after this, and this wasn't even a, this was a minor hit at mm-hmm. best. But it's a real cheap-ass video. I love the song. Mm-hmm. And I love the title because it's just so dismissive. How you get a record, get a record deal. Yeah. And that's basically the video. Is like you see all these idiots pretending to be rappers. Yeah. And he just walks by and going, how you get a record deal? Yeah, because he's, he's from that old guard that KRS-One is from. And he yeah. probably thinks the same thing KRS-One thinks. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. 
Yeah, this, this is kind of a hokey sketch of like. And Weston. It's Contrat. <laughs> yeah, it's a little forced. Um, that that guy was in Hollywood Shuffle. I've never seen Hollywood. Oh, Shuffle. it's a must see. It's great. I've also never seen Meteor Man. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to at you because neither am I. You heard it. Kumo D and Johnny Cash. Yeah, yeah. Mo Cash! <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's silly until uh, Big Daddy King comes in. Yeah, and it looks like it was recorded somewhere in the valley. <laughs> in some weird sound set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he should be coming up. And there was an album. This is off the album. Little, it's a little skit. It's a wackiness. It's a wackiness. Oh, man. Before the before skits in hip-hop, that's a whole nah, other That's a whole other. Oh, shit. Like, setting it up with the comedy skit yeah. just makes it even, like, it comes in so hard. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, this is shit. And this is, a, this is pretty, like, you know, he was, oh, he was never a soft rapper by no. any means. But there was that period from, like, 89 to like 92 where there was a lot of R&B that new jack sound yeah so he kind of jumped on that big time and had a couple of R&B influenced rap albums and then so this one was a little harder but yeah yeah but Karis one had already stolen the name Return of the Boom Bap so he had to think <laughs> something else yes so this is off the album uh, it's a great name for an album it's like it looks like a job for Big Daddy Big <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is basically him going, hey, all these new rappers fucking suck, yeah. and I'm the best. I mean, he's wrong, but he's not wrong. Exactly. Exactly. There was a lot of, you know, if, you, if you're looking at 90, 91, there was a lot of shit. I mean, you know, Vanilla Ice was there, and there's a lot of one wonders. That's just pop music. It's just pop music. Always something new, yep. and whoever's not new anymore yep. doesn't think that it's shit. Yep. And I think also from their perspective, it's like, those motherfuckers are getting paid more than me. Yeah. They're, they're breaking bigger than me. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's particularly hard for me to understand because this era to me is the peak of yeah. yeah. So the fact that the, the dudes from the 80s were like, what is this garbage? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's improvement on what you were doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's just going through office and office of a rapper's kissing record deal, a record maker's asses. Yeah, there was some definite like NWA analogs. Yeah. And so yeah, to look like this. Yeah. But uh, I still love Big Daddy Kane. I, I, to me, he's like the coolest motherfucker. Yeah. He's one of the coolest. Guys. He like he always looks cool. He always sounds cool. Um, you know, he still he still does like clubs. You know, he's got he's got enough hits that he can like fill a club. Yeah, yeah. He's got the unique thing where like like Kumo D is cool. Yeah. And sort of weird and mysterious. Yeah. Big Daddy Kane has that vibe, but also like smooth and sexy. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm hard as fuck. Yes. But then I also yeah get ladies. Yes, exactly. Which Whereas is, like a Kumo D doesn't give you that. Like a Rakim doesn't really no, give you that. No. It's they're yeah. just tough as nails, and that's yeah. kind of the whole thing. Yeah. But Big Daddy Kane is no. I can be rough, but also smooth. Which is very funny because in my persona, if not the music. Yes, and he did that too. Two albums before this is an album called Taste of Chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> and that's just him being fucking smooth and cool and right, right, fucking right. yeah, awesome. He um, but I also liked him too because his voice and his demeanor 
it's that thing that I always appreciate. I always talk about how it's like it didn't seem like he's trying. Yeah. He's just kind of like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. But this does have a, a sax sample in it, so it, it does have yeah. some concessions to the what was hot. It does. I just realized that now hearing it, but yeah, it's got a little bit of that jazz. But like, I literally don't remember any albums after this. this I don't one. remember this at all. Yeah, I bought this. Uh, and it's got a couple of good songs. Like, it's one of those things. It's one of those albums where like the first three songs were like, holy fuck, this is good. And then like the remaining eight. Were, like, most albums yeah a lot of rap albums were like that were like if, you, if you have four monsters on an album yeah. that's a classic album. yeah that's true even three is not bad yeah um but like I was you know again for me personally at this point in my life I was not allowed to watch MTV yeah but I could listen to the radio but I don't remember this being a big radio hit. This was not a big radio well, hit. That's why. Yeah, that's why. It was not at all. It was. It did not do well. There was a second single that did marginally better as he bites a woman's toe, which is great. <laughs> uh, uh, and I can't remember the name of it. But this was the first single that did not do well. The album didn't do well. Yeah. And then, by then, it was all well. Here's Dr. Dre, you know, so it was already just kind of over. Yeah. So it's kind of like this is the shutting the door of his. It was the attempted comeback, but it wasn't. Yeah. 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 All right. We got another one from you. And this one is an all time classic. This is a banger. Uh, we're going back to the Arsenio Hall show. Two Arsenio Hall show clips for the first time in well, one episode. Well, well deserved. And if, if there was going to be, I mean, we're doing hip hop from 92 to 93. This could have been all our city clips. <laughs> yeah, it really this could is, have. This is the peak of yeah, our this, city. This is the peak of his career as well, yeah. Um, so who are we about to see and oh, what are we about to hear? We're going to hear a little Roughneck from MC Light. Yeah. One of, the, one of the greatest misnomers <laughs> in, yes. in hip-hop. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. L-Y-T-E. Right. Not light at all. Because this song is fucking rough. This song so is... So good. So good. It's just a... She's so in your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what's, she had a bunch of songs before this. This wasn't her first song. No, no, I know. She but had this a, was her biggest This song. was her biggest song. Yeah. And she was one of those who, whatever time period it was, she'd be like, I can rap in this time period. Yeah. So, like, there was, like, she had, like, a conscious rap song. She mm-hmm. could do that. She had a little bit of a New Jack song called When in Love, which is very New Jacky, but you would never sounded forced. Yeah. And then she had Roughneck, which is uh, which was uh, a little bit gangster. Yeah, I mean she she got started in like she, not for nothing, but she's one of the first yeah. women rappers. Yeah, she's still like before mid- Queen Latifah, yep. before maybe even Salt and Pepper. Right around the same time, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like she got started in, in the mid to late eighties. Mid- this is ninety three now. Yeah. Roughneck. So she'd already been around like six years. Right. Yeah, and then even she even had hits after this. She had uh, a hit in the mid nineties that sounded like uh, Bad Boy. Yeah. So she could always just kind of, she was like a chameleon. She could always rap what was the biggest sound of the day. Yeah. And, uh, but Roughneck is the best. She's another one who like, like people definitely pay tribute to her. Yeah. But I feel like not enough. Like people don't mention her enough as a pioneer not. She, I don't think she crossed over like Salt and Pepper did. No. Or Queen Latifah did. But she was, she was one of the first. Yeah. And maybe being a chameleon. Didn't serve her well because been. she didn't have like an individual recognizable style that's just MC you know, Light. Yeah, we say it now, you know, that whole phrase of like she didn't have a brand. You know, right. like Queen Latifah had a brand, Salt yeah. had a brand. She did not. She could just rap in any style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but let's watch Roughneck. I don't know, like, 
is if, is there a word for this? I've been dancing around it the whole time. This sort of like really hard edged early '90s rap that's not gangster rap, but it's just this really aggressive style. I, for lack of a better, would call it pre gangster, just because yeah. of the sound and the roughneck. And what she's rapping about is a little bit gangster. This is like she mm-hmm. likes a roughneck. Well, she sure. likes a guy sitting at a chair drinking a beer. Sure. But, yeah, but thematically it's not. She's not talking about guns and stuff. But right, just, right, right. Yeah. But this is, and then the, the style of the fashion is super yes. gangster. Yes. Uh, anyway, pull out the spliff. I love, for like the first like 16 bars, her dancers are just running back and yeah. forth. And they, they're good dancers. Like, here they go. And I like that they're dressed like her, but not like her. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what this, like, the suspenders crossed over the front. I don't know that. It looks cool as hell. The, the kind of, like, flannel hoodie that the guys are wearing. Yeah. I remember those. Well, I, she's wearing the same one. She's just got a button up. Yeah, which is cool. Which, honestly, a woman in a baggy flannel shirt to me is <laughs> yep. super hot. She, she's wearing a baggy <laughs> pants and a baggy flannel shirt. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I also like there's like four guys on stage just standing there. Yeah, and what was the thing too? Like, what was the name of like uh, uh, Public Enemies crew? The uh, yeah, the S1W. Yes, yeah, the guys who were just there they, to look like security. Yeah. Some danced or some step rather, right? And some just stood there. So I like that there's like one guy who's got a roughneck T-shirt and he just like been there. Well, it might actually just be her bodyguard. Yeah, or security. they're like, hey, come on stage. Yeah. She's got such a great voice. She's got that great, hard, powerful, clean, like, I can understand her raps. Yeah. And so it's fun to sing along. She reminds me of Pep. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Harder, rough around the edges than Pep ever is, but. But that voice and that sound. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was real young when she started, too. Oh, yeah, probably a teenager. Yeah, she must have been like 16 or 17. I'm on, I gotta get a rough <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I understand from this video what a roughneck is. Yeah. And I know that I will never be a roughneck. <laughs> I'm not even close no. to a roughneck. No, man. MC Light isn't interested in either one of <laughs> no, us. No. No. <laughs> She'll sit down and have a nice tea with us. Yeah. You know. But well, she's not going I think she would have a nice cup of tea with us. Yeah, right. Just to talk. And then she'd be like, thanks for the tea. We're going to find a real man. Yeah. <laughs> and there you go. They're up next. All right. All right. Here's one of mine. This, this is, is fucking, this is from Showtime at the Apollo, but this is. This is great. When I, okay. I, I've been hinting at this the whole time too. This is a song I just vividly remember me and my school friends being super into <laughs> in fifth grade. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, here, the memory I have, and it's way more cinematic in my mind than it possibly could have been at the time, mm-hmm. but we used to play football at recess. <laughs> I had, I had like, this little, like, a, a, a smaller than regulation size yeah. ball that was great for our little 10-year-old hands. Yeah. And we would just play, like, on the fucking concrete, because we didn't have, like, a field. Yeah, grass. We just had, like, a yeah. concrete area. Yeah. But it was big. And we would just play, like, three-on-three football, or four-on-four, yeah. or five-on-five football. And, uh... I rem- oh God, this is such a weird, specific, vivid memory, but Matt Spinella was quarterback. <laughs> and it's like, recess is almost over. We have seconds left. He throws this Hail Mary pass to Stephen Curtis. 
who runs and catches it, and our team won yeah. off of this Hail Mary pass. And I remember us spontaneously started singing <laughs> Slam by Onyx in celebration. That's even we a better story because I thought you were going to say the song was playing while that happened. No, no, no. We started singing That's it. That's even better. We started singing the chorus, which is – I mean, we talked about Scenario. Scenario is like a proto-slam by I could, Onyx. Yep, it's yep. a very similar cadence yep. to it, uh, the this cut and – but it's just even more aggressive. Yeah. And this is sort of like a mid between scenario and Annie up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> this like was you could hard. party or fight. Yeah. To this. this was hard. Yeah. This is another one where I feel like it's almost forgotten. It was such a big sort of one hit wonder. Did you hear anyone name drop Onyx? No, but I, I Onyx to me was one of those like when they came out, I was like, whoa, yeah, who, who the fuck are they? Where did they come from? Uh, oh my God! They're going to be around. There's no. They're going to be around forever because yeah. they were so just like out of the box. Yeah. And I just remember the uh, this song and uh, this is the only one I know. There was some. Uh, I can't remember it. Uh, but Slam was the big one. Yeah. Yeah. But there's like, I, I I remember thinking when I was going to find this, I was like, is it as good as I remember, or is it something like another big hit at the time that we loved as kids was like Rump Shaker by Rex and Effects. Don't fucking talk shit about Rump Shaker. I'm not going to talk shit about it, but it's a little goofy. It's a little, it's a goofy, little goofy, right? sure. But and I was like, time. I was like, is Slam Bionics actually like whack? But I just liked it because I was ten and I listened to it. I was like, no, this still <laughs> like takes my breath away. It's so fucking badass. I could see how some people might like uh, shit on it just because like, it's another that of its time. Yeah, and it's so uh, insane. The first verse. I can't remember the guy's name. Not Sticky Fingers. I only know the, Sticky uh, Fingers. I don't know the other guys. It, yeah, it's, it's not Sticky Fingers, but the first verse is just the... <laughs> it's so unhinged. Yeah. Um, so this is them doing it live at the Apollo. And, uh, you know, the crowd is just insane yeah. for it. Yeah, just picture me at 10 years old, and this is, like, my favorite song. I mean, they were just... Just... Came out hard. That's right, there's a bunch of them too. That hook. I mean, this is just you and your boy, like any age. This is, yep. For you and your crew. If you had a crew, yes. I totally remember this. Yeah, this to me always felt like just a, a, a little a gangster like. It's frenetic. It's, yeah. And this is one of those, like, rap songs you're like, yeah, let's slam dance. Yeah, yeah. Fully just slam dance. Yep. I love that line where he goes, don't try to be as loud as me because you can't do that. And I'm like, no, I didn't think I could. I don't think I can't even come close. <laughs> I mean, they are all just so hot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a vein popping yeah. out of his neck the whole time he's yeah. doing that verse. And also just, again, because it's hip-hop and it's a young man's game, these guys got to be real young. Yeah. But they're just, like, so full of that confidence of, like, we're the fucking best. Yeah. We're the fucking best rappers around. I did, like, I will often, like, I googled, like, Onyx Slam 2017 to see if they did it live. And yeah. indeed, I found the clip. Not as high energy, but still yeah. pretty fucking off the chain. Oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Especially for how old they would be then. Oh, that right. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I just realized that they had a whole specific look of uh, shaved heads. Yeah. I didn't remember. I don't remember that at all. That's fucking awesome. That's commitment. We're also all wearing ho- oversized hockey jerseys, yeah. which was a real hip hop thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that whole commitment of no world in the fucking shit. Yeah. We're gonna be. We're gonna be this fucking group. All shaved heads. Well, the DJs. The DJs not. So, like, yeah. yeah. Many, well, they're all, also for the listener. Watch the video, but they're all wearing. Not just hockey jerseys, but the same hockey jersey with the Onyx logo on it. Yeah. They're, they're, they're uniforms. They are. They are. They are uniforms. And it's not even pro hockey. It's like their own thing. It's a gangster ass yeah. look, but it's a uniform. Yeah. I wonder what Onyx means. Oh, if it's a backronym? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be a hard acronym. I don't think it is. I think it's just Onyx. Like, yeah, okay. We're black. Yeah. We're yeah. just fucking Onyx. Yeah. That's all there is to it. We're so... Yeah. yeah. Which is just a cool sounding It's such a great name for any fucking band. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm sure there were, like, metal bands going, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Why didn't yeah. we come up with Onyx? These guys came yeah. up with it. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the chorus to the song is just all. Oh my god, yeah. It's just the, and it's it's the thing that everyone's doing is they're jumping up with a hand in there. Oh yeah, and that's what you do to the song. <laughs> Someone came on stage and they just bounced them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I can't believe only one guy rushed the stage. Yeah, wow. Well, I, you'd be a little I want to jump through the screen and rush the stage. Yeah, it's get y'all. That song just yeah. Shouldn't have listened to Slam by Onyx doesn't get me super hyped, no one ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, we listened to this too late at night. Because now I'm all hyped up and I'm going home and I'm not going to be able to sleep. Dude, it's Hollywood. We can go outside and find a fight right now. It wouldn't be that hard. (laughs) We can beat up someone. (laughs) All right, we got one more clip Mm -hmm. uh, that I picked out. It's the end of 1993. Here's One thing we didn't address is because we don't do greatest hits... Mm -hmm. On this show, and we did have some greatest hits, yeah. but like one hit wonders. We've ignored huge, huge uh, oh, touchstones yeah. in Purposely. hip-hop. Yeah, we're, I mean, what are, what are we going to say about The Chronic? There's nothing that, we can say about The Chronic. That hasn't yeah. said. What are we going to say about Return to the 36 Chambers that hasn't been said? There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. so... Yes, we know that Wu Tang Clan put out their first yeah, album. We in get 93. it. We were there. We right. know that that the Chronic came out in December yeah. of '92 and defined hip hop in '93. Mind boggling. But there's just nothing for us to say about. Yeah. It. So let's talk about Onyx and Diggable Planet. That's right. But, Positive K. But uh, we're going to address not the Chronic indirectly. Mm-hmm. Because the Chronic ruled all of 1993, mm-hmm. and it was a breakout for Snoop Dogg. Yes. Who had not had an album yet? But basically, the chronic should say Dr. Dre slash Snoop, like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, Snoop Doggy Dog. Snoop Doggy Dog is what he was yeah. at the time. Yep. That was as much his album as as Dre's. Like, yeah. Yeah, I remember listening to the album. The, the best songs are the ones where he's on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so by the end of '93, and I, re- I I remember being more excited about. Uh, Snoop Doggy Dog dropping Doggy Style than I was about the crime. Well, like, wow. again, yeah, just about like just turned eleven years old, and uh, by the way, I was not allowed to have it. Oh, I wasn't sure allowed to not. have any albums with explicit lyrics, like the little you know Tipper yep. Gore's warning label on it. Yeah, uh, there was no way I was ever going to have this album. But you know, I still was hyped for the radio singles and this. Again, among me and my friends, and I did have friends who 
I'd go to my friend's house and listen to their yeah, copies. Sneak it over there. They had shittier parents. Yeah. Who <laughs> didn't, love them as, didn't, didn't love them as much as you. Right, that's right. So I just I very specifically remember Doggy Style coming out and it being a big deal because it's Snoop Doggy Dog's debut album. So in your mind, uh, Doggy Style is better than The Chronic? No, not okay. at all. But at the time as a kid... You were more excited. I was more yeah. aware of okay. it. And, you know... It was Chronic was Dr. Dre's album, yeah. But Snoop Doggy Dog was the star. Yeah, I can see that. So you, at, at eleven, ten or eleven years old, I didn't have an appreciation for Dr. Dre's a good producer. Yeah, like, I, mean, I don't know what that means, but I recognize that Snoop Doggy Dog's the star. So he, yeah, Snoop Doggy Dog is your favorite. Yeah, I mean he's the you know he's got the more recognizable rap. Yeah, he's a, probably a better rapper. Yeah, a performer than than uh, to this day I have such a soft spot in my heart because he was like my favorite rapper when oh, I was a great. little boy. That's so funny. So I found this clip, which is like a news magazine show slash interview with Snoop Doggy Dog around the time that Doggy Style's coming out right. is coming out, and uh, it's for English TV because this young man who's interviewing Snoop Doggy Dog is like. The shittiest, like, snottiest oh, really? little fucking oh. hip British hipster guy. And uh, I hate him <laughs> in this interview, and I want to punch his lights out. But, like, Snoop Dogg just handles it like Snoop Dogg does. He's just the coolest motherfucker in yeah. the world. He does and him. It does, does, is unflappable as this guy asks him stupid leading questions about, like, Oh, but aren't you arrested for murder? And don't you, like, aren't you a misogynist because of this? Oh, wow. Um, but it's really funny because of what a dork this guy is interviewing Snoop Dogg, and Snoop is the coolest guy in the world. I've come to LA to meet the crowd oh, of the most anticipated this. rap album of all time. Oh. Very well, well. Snoop Doggy Dogg's album, oh, Doggy God, Style. Oh, punch him already. Back. Good God, with his fucking sideburns. Uh, I mean, he's not like. I didn't mean to imply that he's like some middle-aged. No, he's a young dude. dude. He's like a young. Yeah. MTV style music journalist yeah. guy, but like, uh, you know, he just loves like Blur, and, <laughs> yeah, or, and the Stone Roses, and oh, he doesn't yeah. actually give a shit He's about a full on Stone rap. Roses fan, yeah. Which, and by the way, I fucking love Britpop from the like the whole Manchester yeah. scene. I love the Stone Roses. No shade on the, on them, shade on him. But this guy sucks. Yeah, Next orders of two million. Yippee yo, yippee yay. He's the, well, oh, last Monday, Snoop's so young. He is, when was he born? 71, I think, Yeah, right? so he's like a year younger than me. Yeah, so he's 21 or yeah. 22 here. Yeah. To enter the charts at number one. Doggy dogs definitely in the hells. All this from the ex-quip drug dealer who's currently on a million dollars bail on a charge of accessory to murder. What's my... Hey, guess what? That's not the first time this asshole's <laughs> going to mention that Snoop Doggy Dog is a criminal and was arrested He'll for... He'll say it a couple times, I guess. Yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog, age 21, was born Calvin Rodas and raised in Long Beach, California. He was a cover star before he'd even released a solo record. He's now set to become the most successful rap artist of all time. And although he's added a new soulful tip to gangster rap, his pedigree shows that he hasn't always been this mellow. You have actually been inside for three years. What did you think you learned from that experience? A whole lot of shit. Shit that you can't experience on the streets. It's, it's rarely unexplainable. I, I can't explain it to you. You'd have to go there yourself and see. And this, I'm not telling you to do no shit to get in that position. <laughs> but if you fuck around and do that type of shit, it's going to happen. And you couldn't handle it. Advising young brothers and sisters and whoever that's paying attention to what I'm stressing. That ain't the place to be. I mean, 
anything out of this guy's mouth is the coolest shit. Yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog might be the coolest person He's just of got all time. That fucking cadence. Yeah. That's just it's hypnotic. I will give this guy credit. He's about to talk about it, but like, Snoop Dogg's from Long Beach. He's he's an LA guy, but yeah. his I guess his parents are from Mississippi, and he does have a bit of that Southern drawl to yeah. his cadence, and you can tell that's where it comes from. Like, mm-hmm. West Coast gangster chill, but with a bit of that drawl yeah. in it, gives it that specific sort of. Yeah, it's unique. He's still in trouble with the law. On the 3rd of September this year, he was arrested on the way to the MTV Video Music Awards. The charge? Accessory to murder. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. But, but that's, I mean, that was going on at the time. It was, was a big, big deal. deal. Oh, I remember going, oh my God, he's going to go to jail. Yeah, he was the, he was the biggest yeah. new pop star in the world, and he was up on a He was going to go to jail beat. for like... Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And if he they, was convicted. Do you ever see the clip of like when they when they're like not guilty? He's just like he goes yeah. falls. He's just like, oh my god. Yeah. God. Yeah. It's it's heartbreaking. And any he, he would be a footnote now. He would have been like Yeah. He would be He's in, that guy on the chronic who went yeah. to jail. Remember that guy who was in the movie who did the deep cover soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> Is refusing to let Which him talk about the case. He's still on the LAPD's most wanted list, even if it only is for an autograph. So you both big fans of Yeah. But with an accessory. <laughs> what must they be thinking? Like, they're driving in LA, they see Snoop Dogg, they stop him for an yeah. autograph, and here's this fucking, yeah, fucking coffee nose <laughs> yes. douchebag from London. Like, Tosser. Are you a big fan of Snoop Dogg? He's like, yeah, that's why I asked for his Yeah, that's why I idiot. stopped him via this camera. <laughs> It's a murder charge hanging over him. This is one number one rapper who may not have much time to enjoy the fruits of his success. I love that and the billboard. Snoop Doggy Dogg is better than Pearl Jam. <laughs> wow, I agree. 100%. Lazy Southern drool. My mother and father both from Mississippi, so I consider my rap as a hug. I didn't even notice this when I watched the interview before. But look at Snoop's T-shirt. <laughs> it's his picture of himself. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yes. He's wearing a T-shirt with his face on it. Yeah, it's great. It's a cool-ass T-shirt. It's a good T-shirt. As a conversation more or less than a rap, because if you take the music off and just listen to my words, it's like I'm conversating with you rather than screaming and hollering over the music. From the depths of the sea. This is the great song. Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. His accent wasn't the only thing that his Mississippi mama gave him. When I was young, she said I looked like Snoopy Dog. I mean, he really could have been, like, you know, you're a kid. Like, like, remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's still in jail. Do you think he looked like him? No. No. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, he's charming. That's the other thing. Like, he just has all the charisma. Yeah. On his album Doggy Style, featuring homies Nate Dog and Corrupt, he draws heavily Nate on gangster rap's gross sexism. Yeah, he's great. But it is so funny. You're like, oh, it's the host of Joker's Wild. <laughs> it's really weird. Having, having been in my early 20s when Snoop came out get at the height of gangster rap, and now to go like, oh, he's uh, he's beloved Uncle Snoop, who's yeah. charming and fun and. But we, I mean, we've we've talked about this before. I don't remember exactly when, but like, I think he just saw what happened with Pac and yeah. Biggie, and was smart enough to know like this. Even yeah. even just as entertainment as a persona, like this isn't going. Yeah. This isn't the thing anymore, and I need to pivot. Yeah, the, yeah. and he did it brilliantly because also. Yeah. 
even if the music was still there and even, you know, he didn't go to jail and he's like, well, I'm still going to be hard. Yeah. He's 46, 47 years old. You can be like, you're going to be hardcore at that age yeah. still. But like, describing him as Uncle Snoop is perfect. Yeah. And not just because he calls people nephew. Yeah. Which it's is really, cool. But, yeah. but it's like, yeah, he sort of is everybody's uncle yeah. now. He's real cool and chill. Yeah. And, yeah if you want to, like, toke up in front of him, he's like, that's fine. I don't care. Just yeah. Take, yeah. take it outside. That's cool. And he'll still, he'll still, like, you know, he puts out a ton of albums. Yeah. And there's always those tracks that pay uh, homage to, like, the fact that he was in... Rolling twenties, yeah. and he is, you know, gangster or whatever. But it's always kind of like, yeah, but but like, I mean, but now. like, well, we know that's in the past, and we know that you're talking about a thing that was. Yeah, it's not me anymore. Right, right. But like, you know, it's yeah, it's how you came up. But yeah, but like you, you know, I would say also he's definitely he's not putting on a fact that he's changed. He has changed. I mean, yeah, he's grown up. He's matured. Like he has this whole like. I mean, his kids are adults. He has, he has a whole, like, football league that he pays for. Yeah. Like, that's just, he fits the bill for a whole, like, Pop Warner football league, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm not trying to imply that he's, like, fake. No, no, not Or, or it has he, no credibility. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, yeah, he's a, he's a responsible adult. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. But that's why we love him even more. And, and, and the point, I guess, we're trying to make is, like, he was able to become that without losing any yeah, credibility, yeah. which is astonishing. Yeah, yeah. It um, is, I think that... Like, he has never... I don't think he has ever lost a drop of respect from anybody. No. Inside or outside no. of hip-hop. He's in the rare case of someone who's softened but hasn't lost credibility. Right. He's... No one's ever accused Snoop Dogg of being a sellout. Yeah. He's just uh, Snoop. Even his flights of fancy, like, I'm Snoop Lion and I'm a reggae artist yeah. now. Like, whatever. It's like, Snoop just sort of gets a free pass. And like, yeah. Everyone's just always on board because yeah. everyone loves Snoop Dogg. Yeah, like, I think he maybe, did he have an energy drink or something like that? He's yeah. Like, yeah. And they're just like, he's like, well, Snoop can do that. Yeah. No one else could do that. Yeah. Because you'd look like an idiot. But with Snoop, you're like, yeah, no, he can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's because, like we were saying, like, he pivoted away from gangster rap at a time where gangster rap was f- sort of falling off anyway. Yeah. But it's not the type of thing where it's like, oh, the genre's dying, so I'm going to jump onto whatever the hot new thing is. Which he did, yeah. I think it's more just like, you can see it was just like a wise decision. Like, yeah. This is not a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. So I'm just not going to... I'm not going to embrace it I'm not going to embody it anymore. Yeah, I'm going to just yeah. do something different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in these early years, when he doesn't body it, uh, he's he's the best. Yeah, he's the best at it. People come on my album and express their true feelings. You know what I'm saying? When you get a quote from Snoop Dogg saying something like that, then I can ask you more back. How many bitches? <laughs> I thought he's smiling the whole time at this That's guy. Like, what? Oh, uh, guess who's back in the motherfucking house? What a fat dick for your motherfucking mouth. Holes recognize niggas do too. Cause when bitches get scandalous and pull a voodoo. What you gonna do? You know I love you. He is dodging the questions because every the guy's trying to kid. He's like, "Oh, you call women bitches, and aren't your lyrics misogynist?" And every time the guy gives an example of a line, Snoop's like, "I didn't rap that." He's like, "That was corrupt on that track. Who said that? I didn't say that." Wasn't me. Wasn't me. That's another thing that I still think and say all the time. You don't love me. You don't love me. You'll just love my doggy style. Are you saying that when? 
if you or other gangster rappers call a woman a bitch, it's nothing personal. It's just a, I can't a word stand how this fucking announcer is slouched like he's being casual yeah. <laughs> in a suit. Yeah. It's a terrible look and it a terrible me. posture. Yeah, yeah, it offends me. Yeah. Doesn't mean anything. It's not personal at all because when women come up to me and they see me on the streets, how you doing, Snoop Dogg? How you doing, baby? I don't say, hey, bitch, how you doing? I don't come at them like that. When I'm doing my music, I'm on a whole nother vibe. Despite what Snoop says, there's 63 references to bitches on Doggy Style. Did you like count that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, some guy, some uh, intern There's 63 for... references to bitches. Yeah, it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Just <laughs> giving ammunition to those who insist gangster rap glorifies violence. A lot of what you and most gangster rappers rap about are very negative images. Gang banging homicide it's everyday life it's everyday life it's like if but that's surely that's not a positive role model that's possible it's very positive you got to look inside the 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 way i look at it is being positive i'm bringing it to you in the rap form so you don't have to go out there and do it in the reality form because i'm explaining to you what's going to happen to you and what can happen to you so hopefully you'll pay attention to my music and stop the violence and get your groove on rather than get your blast on so that's that boy he I mean, yeah, that's an excellent point. Like, who who was it who said that, like, gangster rap was people in in the hood in L.A. reporting the news because the news wasn't reporting the news? Yeah. Like, it's it's a firsthand account of what was actually going on. Yeah. They're not glorifying what's happening. They're describing what's happening. Yeah, like, this actually happened. Yeah. We're we're just... just, You're not... We're... You're not looking. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I just love how... And again... He's not like shoving it in the guy's face. No, he's not. Be- he's not being shitty about yeah. it. He's just like calmly explaining because that's what Snoop Dogg's. He yeah. calmly tells you. Yeah. So the guy's like, "Oh, doesn't this glorify that shit?" That yeah. So fuck like, that no. limey. He's like, "No, I'm just saying, you know." It's yeah. Like, I'm. I'm from. I'm from the hood. This is literally what's happening. Yeah. This is what is going on. Yeah. You just don't like to hear it. But I love that clip because Snoop Doggy Dog comes off so so good yeah. in it. He's like. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's it for this episode. Do you have anything you want to say to wrap up? Any more memories of this period in your life? Uh, it was the best time of my life, and it's all been downhill since. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I really peaked in fifth grade. I, I peaked in '93. Yeah. Uh, no, it's it, when I whenever I think of uh, yeah, it's probably it, it's one of the most '92 '93 was one of the most yeah. uh, uh, enjoyable, remarkable times. It's funny because. The, the music of this time that I like better now, like oh, mm. not even all of it, like but that alternative thing that I, yeah. I got into later, yeah. I don't have memories of it from when it was new. Oh, My yeah. My memories of 1992 and 93 are tied intrinsically to this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's the, as well it should be. Yeah. I hear, I hear Onyx <laughs> and Snoop Doggy Dog, and I flash right back to elementary You hear school. I Got a Man. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can. Oh, I can remember my boombox listening to Kicks One Hundred Six. That's a great radio station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. We'll be back next time with our third grab bag episode. We love Ooh, our grab. We bags. love the grab bag. I got some good stuff for that. Our bags grab. No theme at all. No. Nope. Some videos that Craig likes and some videos that I like. Yeah. But until then, you can leave a comment for us on musicraygun.com or on our Facebook page or on our Twitter or Instagram. Thanks for listening. I'm Paul Champanelli. I'm Kirk Pinchon. Until next time. See ya!